You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing on with another incredible guest today. Today, we have Mustafa Amar. Mustafa is a transformative career coach. He's an author and the founder of Passion MBA. Mustafa has an impressive array of professional experiences ranging from, okay, this is why I love having him on the show. He's, he's been a pharmacist, a diplomat, an investment banker, and the diversity of all these experiences led him to develop a very unique approach to, well, career transitions, challenging the traditional idea of specialization and emphasizing the power of passion-driven career paths. Mustafa, your coaching, your method, it's all in the book, The Passion Project, that's just came out. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking the time to be here. How are you? Hello, Noah. It's nice being with you today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, it's it's fascinating to hear the journey. And so when you look back now, um, would you sort of be able to describe in a, in a very high level what the path of your life has been and and what you are now. Yeah, it's uh, going back uh, more than 20 years ago and just, you know, thinking through the journey. Um, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Like, it was really, you know, uh, very random thoughts. And uh, I recall when I was 16 years old and I really had to decide, okay, what's my next big step uh, in my career, uh, my specialization? And at that time, I didn't have, you know, any idea what I really want to do. And I thought maybe diving deeper into my passions in terms of the subject that I would enjoy studying. Um, and that was the easy answer for me. Okay, that's chemistry. Even though if I don't see myself as a pharmacist in the future, but why not enjoying, you know, a few years of studying something you're really passionate about? And let's see. Um, so... Cut the story, the story short for five more years studying chemistry, all types of chemistry. I thought by just graduating that, okay, I enjoyed chemistry so much, but I don't want to do this anymore. And then since then, I started a journey of just rediscovering myself or several times. Um, I thought I would do diplomacy for some time. Um, diplomacy career is is is. It's quite hard, interesting, but quite hard. In order to be a diplomat, you run for a competition. It's a national contest, which, you know, more than 2,000 people would be there. At the end, you take 20 or 30. Um, and slowly, slowly, I started building, you know, uh, those skills of, you know, knowing what I really want to do, how to learn new skills quickly, how to trust yourself, how to build confidence, how to pivot, um, and it moved with me in all career transitions. So, of course, we're going to discuss some of them as well today. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fascinating because, you know, I've I've been a big, big advocate of the book Range. I'm sure you've you've uh, you've heard of this. It's probably a, a, yes. had a lot yeah. of influence on on you. And you know, for my whole life, I used to always feel like a, a bit of shame because I was one of these people who bounced around from, you know, I, I changed my major four times in college. I. I would, could never keep, I started like seven businesses in my twenties that were all different fields. And I picked up all these skills and I, and I was, you know, as I'm hitting my thirties, I'm realizing like, I am this jack of all trades 
And when I'm trying to apply for jobs, they're like, uh, what do you, what, what, what's your thing? And I'm like, well, I do a lot of things, you know? And yes. so in your work, you, you kind of challenge that traditional idea of career specialization. What do you say to the yeah. skeptics who, who believe that the path to success is being an expert in one specific field? I would answer your question in two parts. The first part is that I took a long time to realize, you know, the power of being uh, a polymath or what I call it, a career shapeshifter compared to a specialist. Um, I moved to diplomacy and I thought the time I spent in my, you know, pharmacy career, even studying or, or working is a sunk cost. It's something like I would never, you know, benefit in, in my life. I moved to investment banking after 10 years of diplomacy, and I thought the same. But spending enough time, you know, in different domains and being able to connect, you know, having dots and connecting them was the magic. Like, um, and also you mentioned Range. Range is a very, very interesting uh, book. David Epstein is, is, is really a magical guy who spent a lot of time on the power of polymathy. Um, a lot of other people too did, especially on the academic side. And now driving my practical experience, going back and trying to connect the dots backwards, I see that all the experiences were never, uh, I would say, a sunk cost. I would just give an example for you. I studied pharmacy and chemistry for five years of my life, and I thought I would never use that anymore. To my surprise, I moved to China seven years after that time, um, and I started learning Mandarin. Learning Mandarin was a completely different language from any other language. You know, we 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 know the rules are different. Uh, speaking in tones, uh, there are characters, drawings. You know, to my surprise, reading and write characters wasn't difficult at all. It was very easy for me. I didn't know why at that time. I didn't want know why. Um, I think until like five, six, seven years later, I started learning about analogical thinking. And if you have a formal experience, how you can drive on a new experience and how you can bring all those skills using them. And knowing that, I realized that why I learned very fast writing and reading Mandarin, it was, it was because of my organic chemistry skill. Mm. So drawing an organic compound, you draw from left to right from up to down. Um, there are always a logic in the endings of every one of those organic compounds. So if you put an ending, it means something in, in the effect of a compound. And the same applies to Chinese. So you draw from left to right, from up to down, and endings mean something, whether it's a meaning, whether it's pronunciation or so. Um, so realizing this, it, it, it meant a lot to me, is that your expertise, your experiences will never go away. They will stay with you wherever you are. And you can, you know, transition your skills in many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, it's funny because like I'm looking back at, as I'm listening and I'm like, okay, I can, I can see all the times right. that I started something. I'm like, oh, that was a sunk cost. And then 10 years later, it comes back and I'm on a project. I'm like, wait a second, I can use yeah. this in this project. So yeah, it's, it's totally true. But let's shift gears and talk about passion. I mean, this is a big this is a big part of 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 your your now um, your gospel to a, to a certain degree. Um, you put an emphasis on passion. Can can sometimes passion be a trap? You know, maybe leading individuals to chase careers that aren't financially stable. 
uh, oftentimes we see that archetype of the struggling artist or the actor in Hollywood who spends two decades chasing this dream that never turns to money. Well, yeah. What's your argument there? Well, let's let me share with you an analog here. Let's imagine, for example, for the sake of argument, we are driving our car together from New York to San Francisco. I assume this would take a few days. And I assume we will need three essential elements in the journey. So we'll need enough gas, you know, to take us along the journey. We need a GPS because without a GPS, you'll get lost. And you need a final destination. Where exactly you want to head? We're in San Francisco. So without enough gas, you run out of gas somewhere in the middle, you'll stop, you'll never be able to continue the journey. And without a GPS tracker, you'll get lost hundreds of times in the middle. Hopefully, you will not even get there. The final is without not having a, a GPS, uh, it's very, very important having an address in that GPS. So let's apply this to your life, to your career. Enough gas means enough passion. If you don't have enough passion for whatever you're doing, you'll run out of gas somewhere in the middle. You'll really stop, run out of passion in the middle. Your values are your um, your uh, GPS tracker. So that GPS is those values are able to help you along the way to you know reach your final destination. And a final destination, most of the people do these mistakes. They don't even imagine an ideal lifestyle for them. Like, you know, where I want to see my ideal lifestyle, how I want to spend my ideal day, my ideal weekend. Um, do you want to work seven times, seven days a week? Do you want to work, you know, three days a week? How I want to see myself? Do you want to work at home, from home or somewhere else? So having an idea what your passions are, at least the top five passions, and then the, top, the core five values, and then driving or drawing um, idea lifestyle and trying to link three those three uh, circles somewhere in the middle, this is where you want to be. And I would call this as your zone of genius. Um, so passion itself maybe is not enough. What you need to have is a, as a blueprint for that passion. And that blueprint is linking your passions with your values, with an ideal vision, with your skill sets, knowing the gaps in your skills as well and building a blueprint. I love I love that. It, it, it puts a new spin on that, that whole Ikigai um, thing. It makes it a little bit more personal, which is which is essential. And when you can actually identify with, with that, it, it makes it a little bit more exciting too, because you're exactly. now this is exactly. custom built for me. I love that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and so let's let's keep going in terms of the practical side of it. So we figured out what our our sort of passion is, um, but again, like how does how does that turn into something that is like a perfect fit in the career? Um, and also, like you can see, if as the passion changes over time, what do you do when that happens? Uh, it, again, passion itself by itself is not enough. So, passion can translate into your values as well. And I give example of people I'm working with, some of the clients I'm working with. Um, the process showed that one of the big passions are is agriculture in general. Like, you know, it, it's seeing farmlands, you know, like just spending some time in farm and farms, for example. Um, and then if you go to values, you will see uh, the idea of eating organic, being healthy, 
You know, so the passion translates in many different dimensions. And this is where you can, okay, I can build something around this. So I need to dive deeper into my passions, knowing why they are happening. Uh, I normally ask people to write, you know, to journal about their passions and, and seek behind the why, why, why I like it, why I feel I'm enjoying it. So that's one side. If it's, if you see uh, it transcend to your values, and if you see spending more time on it would, you know, would make you feel better, then that's a good start. Um, I, I normally ask people when they have, for example, uh, top two or three passions is to spend some time on understanding those passions. I will take a few weeks, um, give a few uh, recommendations of books and reads where you want to explore yourself a bit. If, For example, this marketing has become a passion for me. So, okay, I go out and I find three top sellers uh, uh, selling books about marketing and I start reading. Um, and then by reading, you would explore yourself more in a, uh, in a practical way. Uh, along the process, you will see yourself heading toward the passion very organically, very naturally toward the passions that really are rooted inside you. And then you will see, you would get more ideas about how to translate that into a business or how to build a few skills related to that passion that I can you know, benefit from in my future work. Incredible. Yeah. So I, I'd love to address some of the things that happen when passion runs dry, um, because uh, especially if you have a big dream and a big goal and the, the gap from where you are to where you want to be is exceptionally yeah. large at times. Yeah. And the passion yeah. might get you, uh, you know, a, a big start at the beginning. And maybe Agreed. when you're starting to get progress and momentum, it'll fuel mm -hmm. you to get going. But during those moments on the journey where you, you're in the, maybe you're, you know, you've got the GPS and it's saying you're going in the right direction, but it's just yeah. boring and it's hard. Yeah. And it's like, oh, every day you wake yeah. up and it's like this groundhog day because you're sacrificing yeah. a lot from some of the other things you do. Yeah. How do you, how do you navigate that? And if there was a time in your life that maybe you were experiencing something like that, I'd love to hear yeah. what was going through your head at the time and, and how you persevered. Sure. So, like, if I can define passions in, in, a, in a different way, uh, I would say passions are the seeds that God implants in your heart to figure out your life purpose. Um, passions choose you. You don't choose them. Um, so we could have endless numbers of, of passions, but still the question is which ones I would really pursue and make sure they are the one in my blueprint that helped me to get to my dream career or pursue a life purpose. Um, another fact that maybe people, you know, uh, don't, don't get enough is that your passions shift and change over time. Um, as you say, get dry. And it's very normal. Like it's something me and you were passionate about 10 years ago. We are not passionate about anymore. So it's, it's, it's very, very normal and very natural that uh, after maybe five years of spending um, time and effort in building a business that I'm passionate about is that I'm shifting. Actually, I don't want to do this anymore. I had some passion in banking, uh, investing in private equity and, you know, helping uh, infrastructure investment. Uh, but right now I have more passion in helping people to find their dream career than, you know, than, than the past. So the right answer would be 
knowing when to quit and when to persist. If you build enough roots around your passions, values, build a vision, uh, no matter what kind of adversity you will meet in the future and you will face, you are able to navigate. I'm in, in this process right now. So I'm building an online platform. It's a startup. I'm in this process for some time. It's very damn hard. And I'm sometimes I'm talking to myself, what the hell did I do to myself? You know, it's like really hard. Um, but as long as I still have a lot of gas that I'm, you know, using, and I see that is hopefully linking me to a life purpose where I can help as many people as I could to find their dream career. I still have the fuel. I still have the, the power to do it. Sometimes spending more time on this will translate into I'm enough of this. And when you are enough of this, it's fine to know that your passion shifts and change. And it's it's um, I would assume that you should start refiguring out your refiguring your passions again. Yeah, beautiful. And I, I'd like to ask a little bit about what your relationship with risk taking is, um, because I, I often to go the path least traveled. Um, requires a lot of risk. You have to let go of, of the security, maybe, uh, maybe it's job security yeah. or, um, yeah. you know, to, to pursue something that may or may not be, uh, yes. fulfilling immediately, but how do you, how do you navigate risk and how do you tell your clients to, um, to stay the course when things do get scary? What I really do with myself or with my clients is focus on building a plan. Uh, because just jumping in the ocean without any plan is the worst thing and the most stupid thing anybody could do. So the first question is asking yourself, for example, if I resign today and I don't have any other financial resources, any other income, how long I can sustain uh, without any income? That's one thing. Uh I would take people, you know, after we do this, uh, the passion blueprint exercise and after knowing what our passions and then devising a plan, we will put six month to one year plan. And I don't advise anybody to leave his or her job um, in the beginning. And what we normally do is create uh, a few goals, small quick wins on a weekly basis. The more you do, the more you're going out of your comfort zone and the more you take very, very small risk along the way. And a few breakthrough goals along the way will help you to figure out that, okay, I'm on the right track. I've been building connections over the last six months, for example. Many of the new connections are helping me to get to learn a new skill or you know, to get a referral to a business or to get a connection with somebody. Um, on the other side, I'm building... For example, top three skills that I need in my new business. And I could see the confidence that I'm building in that. Um, in the new uh, work world is that all what you need is skills, you know, and, and, and now skills are very efficiently and very easy can be built. Like, you know, boot camps, you can, you can build a skill over a few weeks um, um, and then build on that. So I would advise anybody not to take huge risk, build a plan, be sure of what you really want to, uh, where you want to head and build a plan for that and take every single day, one small step toward that goal. Fantastic. All right. Well, cool. Well, let's, let's bring us home with one final question. Um, really just about the practical way. Uh, I want this to be a nice practical thing. So 
how would you suggest, and this could be something that you found in your life to be um, exponentially helpful in making yeah. reaching for dreams effortless. For example, yeah. uh, in my life, I found, you know, hiring a virtual assistant has just changed the game for me. So I'll let you sort of take this way, practical thing people can do to eliminate yeah. effort and make things more fun as they reach for their dreams. It's something I learned from uh, Jack Canfield. He's, he's a mentor and is somebody I work with in the last four years. Uh, is the rule of five. Uh, and the rule of five means uh, you need to do five things every single day, reach to your big goal. Uh, just give an example. So my book, Time to Move On, which out last uh, month, every single day I'm doing five things to market the book, to speak about the book, to raise awareness about the book, uh, share content about the book. So the idea of the rule of five is that, first of all, you're consistent. So every single day you do an action. If you have a small team, like I have my assistant, you know, she's doing the rule of five as well. So we are kind of, you know, um, doing 10 things every single day. Uh, I have other part-timers who are doing the rule of five. So it's magnifying the, the effect. Also, when you keep writing those five things every single day and sharing with the group that you're working with, it adds up because every single day you have to be innovative in approaching your goal. So I cannot just keep repeating the same five things and expect, you know, new results. So every single day I have to, okay, I did this week, uh, this and this and this. I have to find a new way to, you know, to do so. Um, so what I would advise, rule of five, write down every single day. If you have your team members, uh, encourage them to write five things every single day. Share with them because you can educate each other what you really are doing toward reaching your goal. Beautiful. Love it. Fantastic. So Mustafa, how do everyone, how does everyone stay in touch with you and how do we, you know, get your latest book and, uh, and, and stay in touch? Thank you, Noah. So uh, thepassionmba.com is, is my website. Also mustafaamar.com, Mustafa, M-U-S-T-A-F-A, Amar, A-M-M-A-R.com. Uh, the book is available on the website uh, and also it's on Amazon as well. Time to move on. Uh, and I'm speaking about the seven career myths that people should bust before finding their dream career. Epic. Awesome. So Mustafa, thank you so much. Have a great uh, rest of the day. Thank you so much, Noah. Pleasure speaking with you. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. And with that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.